I'm Brad Palmer reporting WSIU Radio News. All four defendants have been found guilty of all charges related to a bribery scheme involving Commonwealth Edison. The jury found former CEO Anne Promajori, former executive John Hooker, and lobbyists Michael McLean and Jay Doherty guilty. The jury sat through six weeks of testimony and had been deliberating since last Tuesday before it came to a decision. The former executives and lobbyists were convicted of bribing former House Speaker Michael Madigan with jobs and favors in exchange for legislation that benefited ComEd. Madigan is scheduled to face his own criminal trial in 2024. Two dozen employees in the Illinois House Speaker's office are demanding voluntary union recognition, but the Speaker's office isn't giving it. Alex Degman reports. Workers in the Speaker's Research and Appropriations and Legislative Units point to low starting pay and long hours with an insufficient system for comp time as reasons for unionizing. Talks began shortly after the Workers' Rights Amendment passed in November, guaranteeing all employees the right to collectively bargain. The employees say there's enough support from petition cards to forego a formal election, so they're asking for voluntary recognition. The Speaker's office hasn't agreed. What happens next is legally murky. General Assembly employees are carved out of existing labor laws, so the Illinois Labor Relations Board lacks jurisdiction. Those laws are still in effect, meaning this could be headed to court. I'm Alex Degman. Some members of the Illinois House Republican Caucus discussed their budget priorities today and the need to improve the business climate in the state. Representative Blaine Wilhauer from Beecher City says the state will not get back on stronger fiscal footing if it doesn't handle the pension crisis and the sheer volume of government. What we want to do is set up a set up a, a system, do some smart deregulation, tackle some of these big issues, get in the middle of the pack on some of the on some of this regulatory environment, and the natural advantages of this state will take over, and we will be on a be on a course to be prosperous again. Will Howard says there's a need for real watchdogs in the House because there are no deterrents to conflicts of interest. Some Chicago-area gun shop owners say sales are up after Illinois' ban on assault-style firearms was blocked by a Southern District judge last week. WBEZ's Claire Lane has that story. Roger Crawl owns our guns in suburban Carpentersville. He says when the injunction came out, his phone started ringing right away. By Saturday... I don't want to say overly crazy, but, you know, we were all working really hard. Crawl says the state now has to, quote, play defense to unblock the ban, but he expects sales on assault rifles to continue until then. The more the government wants to take things away, the more people want to come out and buy these things. Um, I mean, I personally would prefer just to have a normal business and go about our thing, but you, know, you look at, for example, Prohibition. What did Prohibition do? Everybody went and, went and started drinking. The ruling comes after a request to block the ban were denied by two federal judges in northern Illinois. Claire Lane, WBEZ News. The Danville City Council could pass an ordinance tonight restricting abortion access in the city, but some legal experts say it would violate state law. The ordinance would outlaw the shipping of medication and tools used to perform abortions into the city. Chandra White is a lawyer with the ACLU of Illinois. She's prepared to sue if the council passes the ordinance. Proposing an unenforceable ordinance is a political maneuver that causes confusion and that harms people seeking care. White says the ordinance violates both state law and the Reproductive Health Act, which guarantees the right to make choices about reproductive health care. Advocates of abortion rights are planning to protest outside the council meeting this evening. More than half of hospitals across the nation operated at a financial loss at the end of 2022, according to a recent report, with that instability continuing into 2023. 
The American Hospital Association says this puts access to life-saving patient care at risk, especially in rural areas. The association's Aaron Wesolowski says hospitals have faced financial challenges for a number of years as their overall expenses have increased by 17.5 percent between 2019 and 2022, far outpacing Medicare reimbursement rates, which increased by 7.5 percent during the same period. We would like to see Medicare rates keep up with uh, the rate of inflation, and we'd like to see the, the federal agency that oversees the Medicare program, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, update and, and modernize the methods that they use to calculate those rates on an annual basis. He adds they're working on pushing back on any further cuts that are going to impact payments to providers and ultimately could affect their ability to provide access to their communities. I'm Brad Palmer reporting WSIU Radio News.